Welcome to Talking Toonies, where average people talk about average money concepts with the hopes of creating a not-so-average financial future for you, the listener. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 15, all about retirement, what to do financially to get to retirement, what to do while in retirement, and how to basically spend and essentially draw down your money. Talking Toonies is sponsored by Sunrise Credit Union, a financial institute in southwestern Manitoba, owned by the people it serves. Awesome people helping awesome people achieve their financial goals. And we have another one of those awesome people with us from the investment industry in Sunrise Credit Union. Welcome to Talking Toonies, Sue Ellen. Hi, Nick. How are you today? Very good. Thank you for joining us. Swellen works in the investment industry with people that are stages of retirement, and we will kind of chat with you all about your expertise. And by the way, throughout our series, we have shared many financial tidbits here and there, starting with simple things like tracking your money, living below your means, saving, investing regularly, which is paying yourself first, avoiding always buying those big things like the brand new car and the big, big house. These are to just name a few. Then you get to a point in your life where you may be fortunate enough to retire, to stop working. I see talking about retirement in three stages, planning for it, living in it, and then the legacy piece, as in how can you help others before you pass away. Sue Ellen, um, for the younger listeners out there, or really for any listener, what is the number one piece of advice you have for planning for your retirement days? Nick, I want to thank you again for inviting me to come on here today. I'm privileged. I'm honored. Um, So first thing first, I would say is to budget, Mm -hmm. plan, plan and start early. Yeah. You know, we've talked about that in past episodes too. The, the fancy kind of terminology is compounding interest, isn't it? Definitely. And it, it gets your money working for you. A lot of studies have shown, you know, you start in your twenties, into your early 30s, that money is going to grow and grow and grow, actually a lot better than putting larger sums of money away in your 40s and 50s. Do you see that a lot from people you serve or there people that have started really young and are doing really well in retirement? Uh, Yes, I do see that, Nick. Um, Even some of our younger members that have started already and are seeing the benefits, even within the first, second, third year, Um, Like you said, compounding, yeah, it's a fancy word for just basically you're making interest on your interest. And I love that because young people doing it is the key to a a quite a comfortable retirement. It doesn't always go up, right? Investments just aren't up and up and up and up. There'll be up years, there'll be down years. This is summer of 2022. Things are not going well in the market, but that is okay. Especially if you're young, it is okay. Over time, compounding interest is a huge friend. To retirement. When people are in retirement, kind of what are you seeing on your end when those people are really maybe not the richest people? And we'll talk about what I mean by that, but really comfortable in retirement. What are you seeing when you talk to people who are comfortable in retirement? So like you see them living within their means. Yeah, they may be spending some of their money, but they're still saving too. They're still setting aside, um, especially the tax-free savings, because there is no age limit on it. That's interesting to hear. So they're still part of their budget is still actually saving for even the later years, correct? Correct. Yeah. That's awesome. And would you agree when I talk to a lot of people about money, it's not what you see on the commercials or on the movies, probably some of your wealthiest clients 
are not spending millions of dollars on things. They do not have the fanciest car. They do not live in the largest home. Is that correct when I say those things? Is that a good assumption? Yes, very much so, Nick. A lot of the ones that have the higher bank accounts mm-hmm. are the ones that you definitely would not expect. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's kind of part of the reason here we're doing this this series is we're talking to people just like myself who don't have huge incomes but can start doing these things and planning correctly to have a quite a large portfolio that basically pays them and can live very comfortably in those 55, 65, 75, 85. Also, you know, a lot of things in Canada are, are wonderful. A lot of people still have defined benefits, um, pensions, correct? A lot of people are getting monthly pensions here and there. And that's wonderful because every month after you're done working, you're going to get money from your employer. It's not as common as it was before, but people are still doing, uh, people are still benefiting from that. And that can be huge for retirement. Also in Canada, we have something called a CPP and OAS, Canadian Pension Plan, Old Age Security. Those things kick in around 65 and the government from your working years do pay you a bit, don't they? So you are expecting that income in retirement, correct? Correct. And I kind of looked into it a bit further and like the average payment for OAS and CPP combined is roughly around the $1,600 a month. So that gets you about 19000 annually for income. Right. So if, if you're in that near in that retirement stage, that CPP OAS aren't going to kick in right away. And there's a lot of little things. Hey, you can delay it. You can take it early. But let's go off that average. That is income in your retirement, right? So if you have that in a pension, and a decent portfolio, you can be really, really comfortable. While I was planning for this episode too, Sue Ellen, I was, I was looking into the word um, encore work. It's quite interesting. It's kind of like, yeah, you've retired at 60, but maybe there's a little job that you always wanted to do that you're pulling 10 hours a week or something like that. I see it a lot in education when past teachers come and they might do some substituting. They might be helping out with some Um, student teachers, things like that, they're not working those 40 hours anymore. They might be working five or 10 hours a week, but that income is helping them in retirement. It's almost like bonus money, right? So I would like the listener to know that too, that retirement isn't always, I'm going to quit and sit on the couch and sit on the beach. Probably not, right? Still do some work when you're able to uh, make a little income and still uh, keep involved in things, right? Yeah, it's funny you say that because a lot of the members I talk to who have quote unquote retired are Mm -hmm. busier now than they ever were when they were working. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I want to hear that, but uh, (laughs) that's okay. You know what? That is okay. And there's stages to that, right? It would be cool to retire and do something that's more of a passion project. So then we talked a lot about baskets in this series, RSPs and tax-free savings. I love a good old tax-free savings account because if you have the money in there and you start drawing it out one day, that's your portfolio. That's your money. RSPs are wonderful too because you save on tax during that year, but you have to pay tax, right? When you take this money out. So if you're 60 years old and you start taking out $50,000 in your RSP a year, you got to pay some tax on that, don't you, Sue Ellen? Yes. Um, for that, so $50,000, you are looking 30% withholding tax gets taken off automatically. Yeah, there you go because it is income and it's helped you save on tax many, many decades before. Then an RSP, it kind of gets rolled into, it's called a RIF, a retirement income fund at 71. And then the government basically says, you have to start taking percentages out at 71. Great problem to have. Wonderful. You have money, 
but always remember that there is a tax hit to that. And if you're looking at your RSP today and it's a million dollars, it's not really worth a million dollars, unfortunately. One of the things we were chatting about before, Suellen, was that kind of old famous 4% drawdown rule. And basically saying, if you had a million bucks in a portfolio, draw out $40,000 a year in retirement and your portfolio will be safe. You'll never run out of money and it's a way to kind of produce income for you forever. So love it, hate it, whatnot. We talked about it before and you kind of had an extra and kind of a interesting take on that drawdown portfolio rule, didn't you? Yeah. So what I was thinking is, so they say 4%, but if you're living comfortably and you'd still be comfortable with pulling, say 2% out for yourself, I wonder if you could put 2% away for your children, your grandchildren into a separate savings account or transfer it over to them. Yeah. I love that too. Cause we're going to talk about that kind of legacy section of retirement, which basically means what are you going to leave for others and how are you going to kind of leave money for your community and your kids and whatnot. But I like that idea, especially if you're really comfortable, why not reduce that um, and not draw out as much as, as much as you need, you know, these aren't really good times, as I said, in the markets right now in the summer of 2022. So another strategy that I personally love is kind of that bucket of cash. What I mean by that is if you, again, tracked and planned and know that without your CPP and OAS, without your pension, let's say you need $25,000 from your portfolio a year. Well, I'm suggesting two years of those expenses in cash. So you would have $50,000 maybe in a high interest savings account, something that you can grab right away so that when the markets aren't so great, you don't have to draw out of a portfolio that's not doing well. You just have that cash, that kind of safety net to take that money out. Bucket of cash strategy, if you will. Now in saying all of that, in retirement and swell, and I know you can mention this as well, when we talked earlier, we shouldn't be hardcore invested in the stock market 100% in retirement. Equities are for different stages of life, 20s, 30s, getting into your 40s. And now we want to be more conservative in our investments. We've done the work. We've done our heavy lifting. We've done our investing. Now we can scale back. So our investments, while they will be hit, maybe are hit at 5 and 6% down for the year, not 12 and 13. Do you see that with your clients as well, not being as aggressive investors when, when they're in retirement? Um, actually, Nick, I kind of see it both ways. Okay. Uh, depending on their lifestyle and how risk, how much risk they want to take. In the credit union, all of our regular terms, tax-free savings, RSPs, the principal is guaranteed. Um, your interest is guaranteed on our regular ones that we invest in branch. Um, now we've started offering some market link terms, which are low risk because your principal is still guaranteed, just yeah. the interest is not. So you're kind of saying there's products out there where you're not necessarily buying the stocks, buying the ETFs, buying the mutual funds. You're in a product with you guys that has a guarantee. And that sounds like a wonderful product, especially for people that are in retirement, correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah. That's it. That's an interesting way to look at it too. And yeah, I'm, I'm part of that too. I'm currently reading a book, uh, Psychology of Money, and they talk about that. It's kind of like, don't get too greedy. Hey, like once you have your number it's okay. Back off a little bit, take the guarantee and just start enjoying it. Now there's a last section swelling of money that I do like to chat about. We all will pass away. This is sad and maybe hard to take, but it is true. Uh, and in a way, if we've made it this far into retirement, it's a way celebrating a wonderful life, hopefully filled with great memories. Now, again, if we're that fortunate and we have enough money at the end, 
I'll use the word sort of a legacy piece. How do we start giving it away? Are there things on your bucket list that you really want to do? Maybe help others. Maybe you do with people. Um, and I'm not talking like getting your name on a library or anything like that, but you kind of mentioned it with that 2% drawdown for family members, helping grandkids. What are your takes on that when you see members that are um, getting to the end of their lives? So what we've noticed an increase in is a lot of members uh, creating their accounts to be joint with family members. Okay. Um, so then should they pass, then the funds will carry on in the alternate name. That is such a huge thing. Hey, when I talk about planning, I also mean that will, right? Going to the lawyer, having those things done, having successors on your tax-free savings, all these things. So that's where financial help, like people at the Sunrise Credit Union, can really get your ducks in a row, can't they? When it comes to, when it comes to, as you say, passing that money on, right? Correct. Yeah. And, and it's a sad thing, but I think it's such a necessary evil. We don't want to leave family members um, wondering or questioning or seeing what's going on. Do the work, have those hard conversations too, right? And I, again, we're doing this series so people feel open and honest about talking about money. And sometimes even in our later years, we, we don't quite chat about the things that we want done with our money, right? Right. And I was going to say too, Nick, it's you're never too young to get a will drawn up, um, especially when you have big life events, right? You purchase a property, you get married, you have children, yes. you and get an inheritance or you get divorced. Yeah. Important that people know to update their wills. Um, like I deal with the estates in our branch and mm -hmm. I just had a will come across my table that was 40 years old. Yeah. And you're right. Update those things with family members, nieces and nephews, whoever's going to be in your will and what's going to say, uh, have that updated. I like that too. And I like the fact that you mentioned inheritance, right? That is a substantial part of people's retirements, unfortunately. Well, fortunately un and unfortunately, you know, family members pass away and you get that money. I just stress that people still need a plan with that money, right? If you're going to get a couple hundred thousand dollars from a family member, Man, if you can't manage $2,000, you won't be able to manage $20,000. You certainly won't be able to manage $200,000, right? So have a plan, talk to the experts. And like we always say at the end here, we like to kind of, I don't know, give people some homework or some takeaways. Number one, what I'm hearing here is plan early, invest often, tax-free savings and RSP, pay yourself first. Track your money, just like we did when we we're still working. Track your money in retirement. Be aware of where that money is going. Have a plan, like we say. Talk to the lawyer. Talk to the financial experts. Know what's going to happen to your money, but also spend it. Right, Sue Ellen? Enjoy the trip. Enjoy the things. Don't hold back. This was what it was about, is enjoying the money. And again, keep learning. Even in retirement, there's so many things that pop up. Talk to the experts. Listen to the podcast. Read the book. So Ellen, I can't thank you enough. Thank you for joining Talking Toonies. And you know what I'll do? I'll put your contact information in the description below. Anyone, again, reaching out to a financial expert, I can't stress enough, Sunrise Credit Union, it's truly owned by the people it serves. So good people helping good people. So Ellen, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Nick. It's been great. Awesome. Thank you all for listening. Please subscribe, rate us five stars. Tune in next time as we continue to take real steps to improve your financial future. If you have a topic idea you want covered, or a question you simply want answered, email us at talkingtoonies at gmail.com. You can also reach us at Facebook and Instagram. Until next time. Talking Toonies is for educational purposes only. Thank you for tuning in.